Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. This is episode 433 with my special guest, Rebecca Tracy. And we are talking really to coaches, healers, and leaders today. So if you are new in business and you've been struggling to make money fast or to niche down, this episode is maybe like mind-blowing for you. Also, an open invitation. If you would like to experience the podcast over on video, you can head over to emilyarons.com forward slash YouTube to subscribe to my YouTube channel and see this episode as well as all of my podcast episodes in video so that you can really get to know both myself and my guests. So in this week's episode, we talk about finding your niche. What I loved Rebecca share was the phrase niche for now. We're, I'm not going to spoil it, but we went deep into that and how some of the common mistakes that you're making as a coach, as a healer or practitioner when you're starting your business, how you can avoid some of that. We also tie into really how um, Rebecca is known with not using social media as the be all end all means to attract your soulmate clients. So I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. We have a lot of laughs in it. We also point out just a lot of things that you can shift from doing if you're doing it now and new things that you can do. Some really great tips throughout the entire episode. It's chock full of amazing value. So please grab your notebook, grab a pen, take some notes during this week's episode, but I know you're gonna love it. So let's get into this week's episode and take a quick screenshot right now. You can share it over on your favorite social platform, You can tag me. You can also tag Rebecca at The Uncaged Life. Let us know that you're listening and please let us know what your biggest takeaways have been throughout the episode. And have you been making some of the mistakes that we point out? It's okay. Please forgive yourself. But also we want to be able to provide even more value on future episodes. So please share it on social media. And if you have not left a review yet over on iTunes, you can go ahead and do that today. Uh, I always love to see your review. So thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for being here. Let's get into this week's episode. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week to get out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm joined by a special guest, Rebecca Tracy. And what the reason why I wanted to invite Rebecca to be on the podcast for all of you um, is because I found her using a unique approach, which was saying maybe you don't need social media as much as you think you do to acquire leads and to grow your business. And I love that messaging, first of all, because it's a little bit like, oh, what? And I also saw it on social media. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> so I was like, I got to talk to this girl. 
But I think there's so much that my audience is going to really enjoy hearing from you because I know you coach a very similar demographic of people who are newer in their business. And so I'd love to sort of open up that can of worms of like, how should we be using social media to bring in more please people or should we not be? Is like, is there, are there carrier pigeons? Like what is the alternative? <laughs> yes, that's the best way these days. <laughs> yeah, it's really message in a bottle put it in the lotion. So I want to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I would love for you to really introduce yourself, sort of how did you get to this place and tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm Rebecca Tracy. Also go by Becca, kind of 50-50. My business is The Uncaged Life. I've been I've started it in 2011. So it is an old, old business now. Uh, it's going on about 12 <laughs> years, which is nuts. And I started it I started, I was doing kind of a mashup of things. I had just graduated from a program in holistic nutrition. I'd done a life coach training. I was working on the side for an online wellness company doing all of their social media and blogging. And I was, I was like most new businesses being like, how do I smush all these things together? What am I even doing here? And I was kind of messing around with that. And what I found was that a lot of the people that I was in my circles were other health coaches and other life coaches. And the thing, and I was practicing my coaching skills. And so I was just taking on as many free clients as I could. And the thing that they all needed help with was really figuring out what they wanted to be doing kind of with their lives, but mm -hmm. also with this new career that they were moving down in the coaching world. And so I ended up coaching them on figuring out what they really wanted to do. And a lot of it I found is, you know, giving people permission to not do the things they didn't want to do. Right. And so that plus then I was learning all of these online business skills on the side. And I was like, you know what, I was kind of teaching those to my clients as I was going. So it worked its way into what I do now, which is really helping new business owners, especially people in kind of the coaching wellness fields, um, learn what it really takes to get clients and kind of cutting out all the BS of all the really overcomplicated marketing tactics and getting people really clear on their foundations. So like really niched in really strong messaging, um, really having an understanding of how to actually sell what they do. And that's mm, my focus now. Preach. preach. Well, I love that. And you're you're speaking to the right crowd. All of my listeners are here with that same mission. They're here to lead. They're here to help people. They're coaches, healers, and leaders. And this is really important for them to know. And it's funny, I've been teaching a, a work, well, not a workshop, but uh, a program, a three-month program that's really building on those fundamentals, those, the ground level, what are these fundamentals that if I do for a long time consistently, it's actually going to work. And what was really funny that came up in one of the calls yesterday was essentially somebody saying, well, I'm looking to have these results and I haven't gotten them yet. And it's like, okay, so let's talk about that. And when we ask about what's the, what is the result? First of all, what are we talking about results and what are you measuring? And what happened was that this customer was saying, I'm pointing at you, meaning me, you're supposed to get me these results and it's supposed to happen right away, which is not at all my promise. It's not part of the sales page. I don't have a magic wand, although I do have a unicorn headband. Um, but but that's part of, I think, that new mindset and mentality of, you know, I'm going to sign up for a coach or a program and they are going to fix the problem. They're going to fix the leak in my boat. The water won't have to come anymore and I won't drown and die. But what really showed up really strongly was emphasizing this is your responsibility your results are your responsibility. And so part of what I'm really excited to get into with you is 
How can we bring somebody who's new to this, who doesn't really have a foundation, who is like literally just doing busy work, thinking like, I'm building a business. See, I'm so busy all day. I'm building a business to actually get them to do the right things so they can niche down and mess, get their messaging honed in. So let's really open up to this. So where do you see people really struggling the most when they're when they're finding you? Yeah, I think what you just said about busy work is so true because I did this when I was in my nutritionist health coaching days where I was like, okay, I need a logo and I need a business card and I need brand colors. And I was like working on the business, but for what? Like, <laughs> did anyone ever hire me because I had those business cards that had a cute little logo that kind of looked like a lettuce leaf, but also was a flower and but like nobody cared. How long did I work trying to think of a tagline for my business cards? Mind you, this is 2011. So like, you know, it's a little bit more old school, but I still see people coming to me thinking they need a logo, thinking they need all of these things. And they're spending time on shit that does not matter. It still doesn't, even when you're successful, you don't need a logo. You don't actually need a tagline. Like it doesn't, it does not matter. But it's what I've found is that it feels good for people to work on those visual things because it's like, there's something to show for it. And when you're sitting on your niche and you're like fine tuning the language around how you're going to articulate it, it's like, it's messier work. Um, it's harder work because it forces you to make decisions about things versus just kind of mm. stay in the like, let's make it look pretty without actually really no- even knowing what you're selling. Um, it's easier to, to do that busy work that you have something to show for. I think it also True. makes people feel like they have their shit together. It's like, look, I have a logo. Look, oh, I made this. And it's like, oh, you have a real business when you have something to show. Um, oh, but really? I would argue that is not a real business. <laughs> and the, the the better work you can be doing is actually the the down and dirty work of really digging into getting so clear about what you're offering and the niching work and the stuff that, mm. you know, is harder for new business owners to wrap their head around. Yeah. So let's, let's dive into that. So what are, what would be some advice or some tips that you could share around niching down or understanding your customer a little bit better? The niche thing is such a big one. Um, I think it's super important to niche in when you're starting just for the reason, not because it's going to be the forever of your business and everything set in stone, but because it's going to help you get clients faster. And the problem mm-hmm. when you start is you're doing so much work and you're not getting paid and it feels overwhelming and it feels disheartening and you start to feel defeated eventually. And then you quit before you actually get anywhere. And so it's really important yeah. to start making money fast so that you're like, oh, things are working and you have some motivation to go forward. Nobody wants to keep doing a bunch of work and not getting anything from it. So niching in is give you that. So I think the more specific you can get when you're new, the easier it's going to be to get clients. And I always recommend thinking of it as like a niche for now. It's not a niche for the rest of your business, but it's like, what's a niche for now? What's one offer that I can create for a really specific group of people solving a really specific problem that I can just get five people in the door for so I can actually start working with people and building my skills and making some money And then you work with those five or 10 people and then you can rethink it and go, okay, well, that worked or this felt good about it and this didn't feel good. So maybe I'm going to go in this direction. And then you can kind of, you know, like your niche is sort of like a road that's always, (laughs) always, you're always going down and it's always winding, but you for sure. I love that. I want everyone, I want you to be haunted by Rebecca's voice of saying niche for now. Niche for now is so perfect. It is so perfect. And I also feel everybody literally screaming at our podcast right now going, no, but I don't know what I want to do. I want to help all of the people. I don't want to exclude people because then I can't help people. And if I'm on a mission to help people and I exclude them, then I'm not actually helping them. Yeah, which yeah, is such yeah, a yeah. So, <laughs> you know, because when you try to help all the people... 
you have to take <laughs> the language that would be really specific. So when we were just working with a client who wants to, she's a kind of a coach, spiritual counselor, and she wants to work with people around self-doubt um, and like this feeling of unworthiness. And so she's talking about it out here with this really broad language of like self-doubt, not feeling good enough without context. And when we gave it context and we're like, okay, who has this problem? And she's like, well, one group I see is spiritual practitioners and Reiki healers who have experienced this longstanding self-doubt and it's really getting in the way of their work. It's getting in the way of their business. It's getting in the way of them, like being able to actually do the work they want to do with their clients. Then it has context. And so when you look at like how easy it is for your brain to wrap itself around like anybody with self-doubt versus spiritual practitioners and energy healers who are experiencing this self-doubt and it's getting in the way of their business. It's so much easier. Like I just know who to send her, you know, who to send to in the second group. But the first group, I'm like, I don't know, like everyone kind of has self-doubt, but it's, there's not a compelling enough reason or clarity and context around it for it to make sense. Yeah. So when you, when you stay broad like that, you know, you were to your point, you're saying like, I want to help everybody. You actually don't get to help any because nobody hires you. Nobody (laughs) hires you. You're a general practitioner. (laughs) Yeah. And then when you niche in, your people are like, oh shit, I know five Reiki healers who are super struggling with this. Let me send them to you. And then all of a sudden you get to actually work with people. So it's super counterintuitive, but you get to work with more people when you are specific because people will actually hire you. Right. Exactly. And I think we have to work on our beliefs when you're figuring out what your niche is. Hey, listeners, I had to jump into this podcast episode to tell you about something I've been totally obsessed with, which is Everyday Dose. It is a beautiful alternative to coffee. And if you're like me, I would start my day with coffee and little by little, I'd be adding more and more cups, which would then result in a midday crash headaches from withdrawal if I wasn't having coffee, and an increased feeling of anxiety. So if these are things that you two are up against, I would definitely recommend checking out Everyday Dose. So I've just become an affiliate because I love it that much. I'm literally obsessed with it because not only does it have real coffee in it, it has lion's mane, chaga mushrooms, L-theanine, and collagen. So the reason why I have switched from my regular coffee to using everyday dose is because it's helped me to feel like my brain is alert, I'm functioning, but without the crash and the jitters that coffee kind of comes with. It's delicious, it tastes like coffee, so if you're kind of a coffee snob the way that I am, you don't have to lose that love for coffee. It is right there. So one of the things I've noticed is a boost of energy, and we all know to get in your highest alignment, you need that energy. Um, My gut health has been totally improved. I've been actually sleeping better. And it's also a great product because Everyday Dose is GMO-free, it's keto, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free, and it is USDA organic ingredients. So what I would love to invite you to do is try it for a week, completely free. So go over to my special link as an affiliate. It's emilyarons.com forward slash start dose that will get you started on your one week trial. You just pay for shipping. So you'll get to experience the awesomeness that is everyday dose at no risk. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash start dose. You'll thank me later. 
again, I'm going to go back to niche for now because it, it just gives you permission to just be in this lane. And oftentimes I see clients who don't stay in the lane long enough to see it play out. They're like, I don't know. I put out one post and nobody responded. And, and, and it's, it's just not, no one's responding. It didn't work. And actually in my practitioner training program, so I train people how to do energy-based training, but part of my certification is the business, it is the marketing, is the messaging, all of it into one certification. So it's the first and only energy-based training with a profit guarantee because you're doing the work literally within the program. So people are making money in the program, they're finishing the program with making money, and they have all of this figured out versus most trains, like get a certification. You're like, great, I'll just keep collecting certifications and uh, get myself out there. But people end up collecting certifications because they're still not niching down. They're not finding who they're serving. And literally the practice sessions that my cus- that my my students are doing, within the first 10 sessions, they are seeing a trend. They're seeing, oh, these first 10 sessions, which are free, I'm attracting this type of person with this type of problem, and this is the result I'm giving them. And so they're seeing in black and white, they're getting testimonials, they're building their confidence from day one. And that's part of the problem. And I love that you said, you know, get that money in fast, because when you don't get that money in fast, you quit. All of us, you quit. And then you start thinking, actually, if in that process, whether it's a month or a year or whatever that window is for you, your window of tolerance to taking no money in is going to then force you to start using that plan B. Like, well, if this doesn't work out then, and I'd love to have this conversation because when we're not fully 100% focused on that thing, we're not 50-50. We're now like diluting our energy towards building our business to probably like 20 to 30%. And the rest of that, all that energy is going into a waste bucket. It's completely wasted. It's completely... It's it's diluting your messaging, it's diluting your energy, it's taking you away from your focus, and it's also putting out the message to the universe, no thank you, please don't, I don't want any of this business, uh, pass please. It's, yeah. it's just, it's doing the opposite of what you want it yeah. to do. Because the longer that it doesn't work, the more your brain is like, see, nobody wants what I have to sell. And then you <laughs> continue to run your business from a place of, well, nobody really wants this. So then, so then you're putting out messaging and offers with sort of an underlayer of like, well, no one really wants it. So I guess, uh, and so, and that shows through and then no one, no one wants it for sure. <laughs> it's got this weird energy to it. And so it, yeah, it just doesn't work. So money in the door faster and a niche for now is the fastest way to do that. I love that. And also, you know, when we have that energy of like, it's not really working and our brain is like looping and going, see, there's evidence it's not working our energy is, it's like coated with this layer of ugh. So no matter what we're putting out there, whether it's a post or a reel or email or a blog, it has that ugh energy all over it. And you think that, oh, people can't pick up on it because I did my hair and my makeup. So I look so good for this reel or for this live or whatever, but it's all over your energy field. And people can pick up on energy within three seconds of interacting with you. And so if they're picking up on something, even though you think you're masking it, you're not. And people people can pick up on it. Yeah. And I feel like you're also just not as likely to even put things out there as many times as you need to when you're convinced totally. it's not going to work. So like you'll put it out once and be like, well, it's not going to work anyway. So I'm not going to do five more posts about it. 
But if you had an excited energy about it, it was working, you'd be like, I'm going to blast this everywhere. I love it. People are coming in. It's feeling good. And so you just don't do, you know, you don't do the work that you need to do because you need exposure. And I think people really underestimate how many times you need to put something out there before one person will say yes. It's not a tit for tat. It's not, I put out one post and I get one client and I put out one more post and I get one client. It's like, I put out 30 things and what, and I get one client. And so you're not, you're just not going <laughs> right. to do what you need to do if you're in the energy of like, well, it's not working anyway. So what's the point? Absolutely. And even to come back to that customer who's like, you didn't get me results. When my team member looked at her Instagram page, she had in the last six weeks, five posts, five total posts, none of which were anything that I've taught, no call to actions, no offers, no who I am, what I do, nothing at all. And so it's like, okay, so you're not actually, to your points, like you're not actually putting your best foot forward. You're not doing many or if not anything to put yourself out there in a way that's really helpful to you. So what are some ways that people can, then they once they got their niche for now, they've got some money coming in, hopefully. What are some ways that you see people misusing social media that you want to help help them to correct? And I mean, I know what you're saying about, you know, you expect a one-for-one return. Every time I go live, I should get a new client. So I'd love to hear your take on all that. Yeah, and I, so just to, preface this by saying, I don't think that social media is bad. And I don't think that social media doesn't work. But two things. So one, I see a lot of people who are new because they're told you got to be in social media. So the first thing they do is they go and they start making reels and making images and quotes and like hashtags. And so they're doing all the things, but they actually don't even have clear messaging yet. And they don't have a clear audience that they're talking to. So their, their stuff is kind of watered down. Like I see a lot of, I work with a lot of life coaches. So I'll use that example, but I see a lot of like you know, a nice quote that they made in Canva that somebody else said, and they're putting it on Instagram. I'm like, no one fucking cares. Like no one's going (laughs) to hire you because you put that or like, you know, them trying to do the thing where they're like, okay, I'm going to share, I'm going to share what my business is about, but they're sharing like, you know, I work with anyone who's feeling a little bit low or anyone who has self-doubt or anyone who just wants to feel more alive. Like it's this really general, nobody really it's like, we, we call, I call this like, this is like meme worthy. Like it's like worthy. Somebody might see it and be like, yeah, that was inspiring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a heart on Instagram, but like no one's paying you a thousand dollars for it. So they're right. trying to do all the strategies they're learning, but they just don't have enough clarity and specificity. So it's kind of just missing the mark and no one's really doing anything with it. Um, or then I see people who just don't want to be on social media. That's kind of me. <laughs> like they don't want to be, <laughs> people love being on video and doing like their, the creative process of it, I think is exciting for some business owners. So they kind of get lost in it even though they don't have the clarity, but then for the other people, they just don't want to do it and they yeah. hate it. So whatever camp you're in, I think number one, if you're going to be doing any marketing, I always think there's, and you probably teach this also, it's like, there's a stage before marketing. You don't just decide to have a business and then market your business. You decide to have a business and then you get really effing specific about what the business is and who you're trying to talk to. And you do your market research and you make sure that you're actually speaking to them in the way that makes sense to them and that you're actually like hitting on the pain points that are compelling enough that they actually want to buy something from you. So you do all that foundational work before you start marketing anything. So if you want to be on social media, make sure you do that work first, because that's the only way that any of the strategies that you're using are going to work. But I Mm -hmm. think, I mean, there's so many ways to get in front of other audiences that are not social media. So I personally think social media is great for networking and 
you know, meeting people, not even meeting your clients, meeting other people that you could collaborate with or referral partners or just other people in the industry. Like you have direct access to people's inboxes, which is, you know, would have been unheard of 10 years ago. Like you can just go and send a message to somebody. How are you going to get their email address? Right. So it just gives you that kind of in-person connection. And that's what I mostly use it for. We have a team now that does our social media and we can talk a little bit about how I use it. My business is much different though than a brand new business who's looking to just get some one-on-one clients in the door and start making money. So networking on it is great. But in terms of like content, I just think you just don't know what the algorithms are doing and you have to put out so much content and like one piece of content is gone in 24 hours. If it's a story or who knows how reels are getting repurposed, but most of the time you put all this energy in and people see it and then forget about it and it's never to be seen again. So I really like the strategy of getting in front of like borrowing other people's audiences, basically like, look at what we're doing now, right? I'm on your podcast. You have a whole, I don't know how big your audience is, is you have a whole lot of people listening. You have your whole, you know, social media following wherever your followings are, you're going to post this. And now all your people are going to know who I am. And I have a large Mm. following. I have a Facebook group of 15,000 people. We have a big email list and I'm going to go share this podcast episode with them. And then all of a sudden they're going to know who you are. And so look at the Mm. impact of that, where we both have the same audience or similar audience. We do different things, but with a similar audience and how much more impact this one hour of us chatting is going to have than like 50 reels I could have put on Instagram and who knows if they're (laughs) even going to the right audience. Like it's anyone could be seeing them. Right. So I love the idea of being able to get into tap into audiences that already exist that are in your niche. That's why you need a niche for now (laughs) that are in your niche so that you can just do less work and have it have more of an impact. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I love strategic collaborations, you know, and we can see there's a commonality or a simpler interest or how could this person benefit my audience? How could I benefit their audience? Is there an angle that I bring that nobody else has brought? And I love these kinds of collaborations for that exact reason. I see the guests on my podcast that have the biggest reach that have the most downloads tend to be people who are in that similar demographic. And likewise, if I'm a guest on their podcast or in their community, it's the same way. And we've had a couple of guests on the podcast repeatedly, whereas, and also I've been a guest on other people's platforms repeatedly because the audience just goes wild and they're like, more of that, please. And it's like, you're right. I could not make a single reel with that deep of an impact. And plus, as a podcaster, we're in people's ears and, you know, maybe they're on a walk or they're on a drive, but we have a lot of their attention for a pretty, I mean, half an hour, hour long amount of time. And it's so deep versus going out wide and trying to hit every single network and be on every single platform. I wrote down a note to come back to this about the foundational work. So you said around building the foundational work, really understanding what you're doing in what kind of area, what kind of competition is, like all all of that stuff. And I was just kind of like silently laughing to myself, like nobody does this anymore. So it's the, 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 (laughs) because the barrier, so, uh, so I've been in business since, um, well, for 23 years. And I've been an energy practitioner that long. I started my first business when I was 22. And at 22, you know what we did for promotional material? We went on to our Word doc and we made a little weird flyer and I would put four on a page and I would take it to Staples and I'd have it printed and cut. Sometimes I wouldn't have a cut because it was too expensive and I couldn't afford that. And I would hand cut 
hundreds of flyers and I would take these flyers and put them on windshields and I would put them in coffee shops. And eventually I got real fancy. That it was a hustle. Um, eventually I got fancy enough where I printed shiny postcards that were nice and glossy. But I was in person like guerrilla marketing, getting myself out there and not getting paid to do any of that, not having any kind of reach. There was no social media. I didn't have a website and I was just hustling. I was doing free events and I was networking like everything I could do to just be in front of people. And even still, I was discounting myself. So all that to say is at that point when I was 22, I was also a college student and I wrote a business plan for my actual business that I was for like currently running. And I won the competition. And the reason why I won the competition is because I had done a business plan for my business. All I was doing was submitting it to this contest to win some money for my current business. And the funny part, (laughs) the funny part was that the prize money, I had business partners at the time who were very, very slow to understand business strategy. We'll just say that. And I was arguing that we need to have a CRM. I want to get a way for us to get people's email addresses and and do mass emails to them in a way that we can start tracking data and understanding who our customers are. They're like, we have Gmail. There's no need for any of that. And so I basically was like, listen, if I win this competition, this money is going towards this. And I won. And so I got my way. And I say this is all like a funny backstory for me, for, for you. Maybe the listeners never knew that story about me. But I think the funny thing is, is like back 20 plus years ago, you wouldn't dream of starting a business without writing a business plan and doing market research, just like bare minimum, like who's out there? What are they doing? What are the prices? How do I set myself apart? Nowadays, the barrier of entry is so low. Like anyone can create an Instagram account. Anyone can create a website. Anyone can do anything. And so you really don't see people who are doing the research. So I found that really fascinating that that you mentioned that. Yeah. And I think like it's also most of the people that we both work with, coaches, healers, start businesses because they feel called to do something. They've been usually they've been through some experience and they want to help other people with the same thing. And so I actually just wrote a blog post about this. I can't remember if it was published or not, but starting a business basically for, for reasons that are too selfish. And so like we start our business and we make it all about us. And it's like, well, what do I want to do? And who do I want to help? And how do I want to say it? And what do I think is a good way? But like, none of that actually matters because you're in a business to help other people. And so your experience of something is not necessarily the same as, you know, a massive other people's experience. And so you have to go and figure out like, is my idea marketable? Like I have this idea. I want to do this thing. Like, do other people want this idea? Do people want to pay me for this thing? And it's a scary question to ask because sometimes the answer is no. Or sometimes yeah. the answer is, well, maybe, but not in the way that I'm selling it or not in the way that I'm marketing it and describing it. And nobody wants to hear right. that, right? Because we hold our ideas really precious. And it's like, but if this, this is the thing and I've had the idea and I've journaled about it and meditated on it and now I'm finally ready. And it's like, we just like almost want to put on the blinders and be like, I don't care what anybody else says, but you have to care because those people are paying you. So (laughs) it's so important and it's the best thing you can do. And it's definitely the scariest thing you can do when you're starting. It's much scarier than making a business card or a logo or getting some brand colors or an Instagram set up. But it's like going out and Mm. actually figuring out, here's this idea I have. Does anyone want to pay me for this? And if they don't, what do I need to shift? Is it the audience? Is it the messaging? Is it the actual idea? 
how, what do I need to shift so that people will pay me for it? Hey, listeners, I wanted to hop into this week's podcast to share something that I've been using for about a year now, and I've just been so in love with it, which is FLFE, Focus Life Force Energy. And what it is, is a service that provides a higher level of consciousness directly to a mobile device or to a property. I personally love it on my phone because I can do a boost before I go live. I can use it when I'm going to have a tough conversation just to get a higher level of consciousness, as well as EMF mitigation. So it's kind of like taking a bubble of positivity with you. And it's super supportive, not just for your energy, but also for your health, for abundance, as well as relationships. So as a positive podcast listener, I want to get you to try FLE completely free. Now, this is an amazing opportunity to get a 15-day free trial. You don't have to enter a credit card. That's right. You can try it for free without entering any information. So head on over to emilyarons.com forward slash F. L-F-E, that's Focus Life Force Energy. You can learn all about FLFE and the multiple benefits that it provides. This service is so incredible. I've actually recommended to all of my practitioners to help them to raise their level of consciousness so that the work that they're doing out there in the world is amplified. I know you're here for a reason. I know you're here to help more people and to make a positive impact in the world. FLFE is absolutely a great way to do that. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash FLFE to start your 15-day free trial today. This is great. It's it's also, it's built into my certification, my I, my integrated energy alignment practitioner certification. Perfect. Everything. It's, not. it's, it's like, it's not. Like, hashtag strategy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> here's some, here's some great stock photos. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, I always describe it as like, what I teach. And it sounds like what you teach is like step one. And a lot of, a lot of courses out there are great courses, but they're teaching you like steps five to 10. And so if you haven't Mm. done steps one to five, then those, those courses aren't going to work. And so I don't, I wonder if this happens with you, but I get a lot of students who come to me who are like, I've taken every program. So-and-so is big name program. You probably know who she has taken that one, taken that one. And like, I've gotten nowhere. And they're like, at the end of the rope, they're like, I have no more money to spend. This is like the last straw. And it's so, when I look at the courses they've taken and what they've done, and then I look at, you know, their website or whatever they've got, I'm like, it's so easy to see that like you jumped into the marketing and the steps five to 10 without the clarity on what the F you're actually selling. So like, all we need to do is go back to this and then you can go and use those courses again. And yeah, people do, right? right? They go and they're like, oh my gosh, I could actually now use these five other courses that I wasn't ready for when I took them the first time. Right. Because they just had no foundation. You're just trying to put bricks up and windows in and there's nothing to hold. Yeah. Like you don't even know what you're, you can't even articulate what you're selling. Like how are you supposed to build a whole website and marketing strategy around something that's kind of elusive? (laughs) Yeah. And this always comes up with my certification students because so we, for the first month, they do 10 practice sessions for free and you better believe they fill up like this. And also part of my promise is I take all of their booking links and I share them within my community of hundreds of people who want what they have to give to them. So it's like, would you like to just scoop up the people? Like they're all there for you. And like, listen, like when I was starting out, no one was offering me handouts for clients. I was hustling. And so 
you know, those first 10 sessions come real easily. Well, by month three, I require them to start charging. And so this is when the real work happens. I say you can have a sliding scale, but it has to be sort of between these two numbers. And some people are practitioners or coaches who've been at it for a really long time. So like they've been charging a bit more and it's kind of like a little humble pie for them to drop their rates to do these set sessions at a lower rate. And then there's the brand new folks who are like, I've never charged anything in the day of my life. And like, I'm freaking out right now. And so we have both camps that are kind of experienced at the same time. But this is where the world, the work comes in so that they can, you know, try to, you know, share their links in the way that they are innately doing it. And then also there's the course that says, okay, so these things work these things don't tend to work. And in the process of, you know, trying to get themselves out there and market themselves, they're making mistakes. And so they can come into the group and go, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I put out two posts, no one's doing anything. And then we can look at it and go, okay, well, first of all, you have no contact information there. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even, <laughs> first and foremost, I don't even know what this thing is. No one's going to know what an IEA session is. No one's going to know what to expect. They don't know who it's for. They don't know how long it is. They don't even know like it, who you are. And there are so many times that, especially with coaches and healers, that their profile photos are like lotus flowers with a beautiful quote on top of it, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, hold on, you are a personal brand that you are hiding behind a lotus flower with a quote on it. Like, how is somebody going to want to buy from you? Yeah. Like, And I think like yeah. what you're speaking to is so important, I think, for people to realize because imagine, and so we do the exact same thing in our program where we were like, go put the thing out and then let's come back and see if it worked and assess yeah. why it didn't. But imagine someone's building their business, like many people are, without us, without that support. So then they're putting stuff out there and it doesn't work. And then immediately they're like, I suck. Nobody wants it. I'm not okay. good at this. I'm going to quit my business. And yep. like, how long are you going to last with putting stuff out that's missing the basic information that if somebody else just looked at it, they'd be able to tell you. Like you're you're going right. to, three to six months is what I see before people are like, um, I, I gave up on my business. It didn't really, wasn't really, nobody wanted it, right? And it's right. not that nobody wants yeah. it. It's not that nobody wants it. Yeah. So I think it's important for people to realize that number one, you have to be putting out way more then you realize, but you also need to have some feedback on it. Cause you don't know people, coaches, healers, you guys didn't go into business, like to become marketers. Like you, it's not right. your fault that you don't know, but you just don't know. And so you need eyeballs on it. You need eyeballs. You on do. It. The value of that is huge when you're new. It will yeah, save you from quitting your business. I agree. And I, yesterday, one of the homework assignments was to partner up and do an audit of each other's pages because there might be like, if I was paired up with you and I was like, listen, Rebecca, I have been posting so much. Nobody wants what I have. I'm about to quit. Everything is terrible. And like, obviously nobody wants what I have to sell. You come along and you're like, all right, let me just take a little looksy doozle. And you go, okay. So you post, I'm confused about it. Who is it for? It's very complicated. There's too much text. There's no pictures. I don't know who you are. Uh, I have a hundred more questions. And also you only posted twice. So maybe that's part of it. You know, like to be able to have somebody to support you when you feel like you're doing everything wrong and then you internalize it. And also to have people to support you to say like, as an outsider, because I'm not you, 
here's what I have questions about. And if you can start to, you know, solve those questions, you would be surprised at how fast other things start to open up for you. And, you know, no matter what I'm selling, there's always going to be somebody who has some sort of objection or a question. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Because I see like, I, I'm too deep in it. And sometimes I miss those simple details. Like, well, is this call, what's the call schedule? Or, you know, how many people are going to be in that program? It's like, oh, right, right, right. Like, this is just a detail that I didn't list on my website. Or, you know, these, these questions are such great opportunities. Yeah, I think it takes when you're new, because we've been doing this for a long time. So we're so used to hearing that and getting the feedback. <laughs> and do. But when you're new, it's like this idea that I talked about earlier of like, we sometimes hold our ideas too preciously. And it's like, okay, I'm going to finally put out the thing. And it's like, we almost don't want feedback on it because we don't want to hear right. what's wrong with it. We don't want to hear what's <laughs> right. good. We're going to get defensive about it. And so it takes a lot of vulnerability and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of desire to make your business work to actually be able to do that and be like, okay. And then to take the feedback. Cause what I find, and I did this when I was new and I see my students do it where people are like, well, I didn't understand this. And this was confusing. And then they like, they're like, okay, well, and then they try to explain it to them. It's like, you don't have to explain it to me. You just have to, you have to change the way you're talking about it over here. You don't have to justify why you wrote it that way. It doesn't matter. The way you wrote it doesn't work. So like mm. to drop kind of the drama around feeling defensive around the feedback we're getting and be like, this is what the world is going to see. And these people, random people are telling me that it's not clear. So like, it doesn't matter that I think it's clear and I think it's the best way to explain it. It's not. So I need to change it. Right. You have to just get right. really, really good at being okay with that. It's not, no one's saying your idea is shitty. They're just saying that the way you're articulating it in this way is not clear. And so then we need to shift the way we do it. And when you can get really good at that and not take it personally and just go out, make the change, put it out again, can't get the feedback, make the change. When you can do that really, really fast, your business will grow so much faster. Oh, f- for sure. Those are all the, I, and even as you say that, like those are all the star students who go, okay, got it. Thanks for the feedback. Let me work. And it might hurt a little bit. Like it's not easy to take feedback sometimes, especially when you're new. And then if you do take the feedback and you do something with it, you get those results. And the other person that you're describing who's getting defensive and explaining and pointing the fingers and blaming everybody else. Those people are so, you can feel the energy. It's like their energy is closed off. It's their way. It's what they think. It's what they want. my idea. I've been thinking about this idea for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Right. This is why I'm such a fan. I feel like you are too, based on how you're describing what you do with your students of like putting things into action really fast. Like we don't spend a year thinking about it and like journaling on your niche and meditating on it and making till it, making sure till it feels right that we're going to put it out there. It's like, you get to like, this feels 50% good enough. And then you put it out the door and then you get the feedback and then you're going to get to the final thing faster. Yeah are like, okay, well, let me like really think about this for the next six months and journal on it. Yeah. Sure. It's good before I put it out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we just, we, so within my certification, there's um, a certain number of required practice sessions, and then there's a certain number of required paid sessions. And then after another month or so, we require them to increase their prices. So they get to do all of this within the container, this like safe little haven. And we actually recently had a student who did eight of her, I want to say eight of her 50 practice sessions and expected to certify. And so it was one of those opportunities where like eight out of five zero. And so it's kind of like, so did you expect to not meet the requirements and still certify? I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, 
yeah, you just can't jump past the the stepping stones, you know, it's like, yeah. And I think the other advice that I see given out there a lot, which is, I think very harmful is like this kind of fake till you make it and like, you're worth it. Charge premium rates. Like you got to just do it. And like, I was writing, I think it was a blog post. I was doing some kind of content the other day where I was talking about this phenomenon where like coaches or new healers, because we're in this world, this kind of woo energy world where it's all like, you got to just go for it. And like, you know, fake it till you make it and put yourself out there and just charge premium rates off the bat. It's such a mind fuck because your confidence isn't there. And so, no. and also like, you, imagine saying that in the field of medicine and being like, you know what, you don't have to <laughs> all the surgery hours, just like get in there and own it. Like, right. <laughs> not, you can't, like, you can't fake your way to competence and you Correct. can't fake your way to confidence. And so you have to just put in the work to get really good at what you're doing to build the confidence. And that's how you'll end up raising your rates and being able to really own it. But I just find that if all that advice in this kind of spiritual world, so harmful right it is I agree and I think that's partly why this is so integral into the program is because you have to do the work to earn the thing and that's foundational for all businesses there's always going to be ups and downs there's always going to be challenges the ones who succeed the ones who certify are saying all right that was super hard and I want to overcome this challenge, whether it's pricing or changing my messaging or getting a survey back from my people or starting to really be visible and not worry about judgment so much. And, you know, the the, the slight increase in price, like having to work through all of that stuff is the work. And for students who are ready to buckle up and show up and put in those hours, you're going to get those results. So that's what's really challenging when you go, well, I'll show up half of, I'll show up 50% and expect 100%. I'll just start my business. I just started my my Facebook page and I'm going to charge a premium. I just am fresh out of the gates. Because like what, most likely no one's going to buy from you. We already know that. Most likely no one's going to buy from you. What, what if one person does buy from you and now you have to deliver on this promise? What? <sighs> The second you like, you're going to self-sabotage or you're going to try to overcompensate for your lack of experience and knowledge base. And I mean, the sad fact is that I've actually been in programs with like big name people that overpromise and underdeliver as well. And they have that reputation. It's like, how are they still in business? They keep promising the moon and they give you like two sort of barely okay things. It's like, what so that this this barrier of entry is so low and so i think what i'm also hearing you say around is that you teach about integrity and about really being committed to your craft and really being committed to the other people because it's truly it is about being of service helping other people so you got to get all the other stuff out of the way so you can really serve yeah yeah i think it just happens too that way because so many people are coming into business because they're fed up with their other job or their whatever or they're coming into you know programs like ours when They've tried everything else. And this is the last straw. And they're in like the desperation scarcity mode. Yeah. And so they have like, they don't have any money left. They've quit their job and it's like, I need this to work now. And so the the oh. mindset coach that works with me, my program always says like, your business is your baby and you need to feed your baby. Your baby can't feed you. So like, don't expect to make money from your business for the first six months to a year. Like you need to be putting in a lot of work to get the baby to grow, to be, you know, big <laughs> enough that eventually it'll take care of you. And so I like I always recommend having another job, another source of income or a lot of savings yeah. if you're going to be doing it because you just can't have that 
that pressury feeling of like, this has to work right now. Cause you just end up yeah. in places where you're charging too much or you're going in just with this energy of like feeling like you, you deserve that people should sign up with you. And like, you know, <laughs> you don't really deserve anything. You have to, <laughs> right. you have to work your way up to that. You have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love to pull back the curtain with my students to see my business to say like, you know, you know me as what you see of me online. And also here's what it actually is really literally like right now. You know, even if I am bringing in a lot more money than what you're at right now, I'm still facing challenges and obstacles and having to invest huge amounts of money, whether it be on team members or technology, or, you know, if I'm pivoting or rent or, or changing something, it's like, this is this is still happening. It's not just like, oh, goody. Like people have this image like, okay, six figures and then we're sh we're free from many problems. And that's never the case, even at seven figures and beyond. It's like, you might think that it's hard to hire your first assistant. Well, what about if you have a payroll of 50 people and it's like a million dollars a month? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you think they have no problems? Like, it's like yeah. such a funny little thing that we I actually think you, think those think. types of problems... Like I'm a big fan because a lot of the people I work with are coaches. And so they come in and they're like, I want to create programs and digital courses. And I'm like, no, you do not. Because you don't even understand the business model that that becomes to do that, to sustain that and the team you need and the technology you need and the audience you need. Like the, the simplest business model, if you just want to coach, if you're in this to coach and not become a full-time marketer is to coach one-on-one -on -one clients keep it really simple, have a part-time VA to help with some of the stuff. And just, you can make six figures to multiple six figures doing that and keep it real totally. easy. Like, yeah, keep it simple. Have... I tell you that the more you scale, the way more headaches and complications you have. And then the, the mm -hmm. less you're actually doing the healing work or the coaching work that you actually set out to do, the more you're literally becoming a full-time marketer. That is your job. Oh, for sure. And for sure. Nobody wants to do that <laughs> unless you're a marketer, yeah. which we are, I... so we love it. But most people, <laughs> not what they're here to do. Right. But I think that's great advice because also you think I need to have a membership and a course and a thing to be successful. Whereas I know plenty of coaches who are making bank. They have little to no overhead because they are just staying in that sweet spot of one-on-ones. And the longer they stay with one-on-ones, their premium goes higher and higher and higher because they can deliver those results easier and faster. Yeah. They get better and at so, marketing it. They're niched in so they can sell the crap out of it because they've done it a hundred times. And it's just so simple. Yeah. I envy. Yeah. I think about going back to those days sometimes. And then I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, I don't mind. I like the marketing piece. Um, but I definitely have had thoughts of like, wouldn't this just be so much easier if I fired my whole team and I just like <laughs> took one-on-one -on -one clients? I would take home the same amount of money. It, no doubt. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's just a different way to spend your time. But yeah, I think it's definitely yeah. something, you know, and you don't think about it when you're first starting, but anyone who's like jumping to like, I want to create courses, like you probably don't. <laughs> so get your one-on-one -on -one rolling. <laughs> And see how that feels and then multiply that by like needing a hundred people. Like it, you probably yes. don't actually want to do that. <laughs> yeah. More people, more problems. Let me just tell you. Um, and, and, and I really, I really love that you can model that too, of saying, starting with this one-on-one -on -one and, and staying there and building off it. I love to encourage my, my clients to master their one-on-one -on -one before they even do a group program. And I think it's another mistake. I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs are making is going, 
I'm going to do a group coaching program for six weeks with 30 people. You're like, I'm like, okay, so you have, where are you, you have any idea? <laughs> where are you going to get, the, you can't get one client because they think, well, it's, it's going to be cheaper. So it's going to be easier. And I'm like, it's just as hard to sell a group program cheaper as it is to sell one one-on-one higher. So if you can't get one client, how are you going to get 30? And then also, right. if you haven't done your process, how are you going to do it with 30 people? Because the shit that's going to come up, you are going to have to have a lot of skills to manage and hold space for yeah. and coach through. And you don't have those skills yet. And you're going to be like a deer in headlights on those calls. I can promise you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They will and eat I'm you alive. Like, they will eat I you think alive. <laughs> I have a whole program called Create Your First Group Program. That's It's all about like moving from that one-on-one to groups. Um, and I, I love group programs. It's what helped me really grow my business. But it's it's got to be done in the right order. You can't just jump to that. There's so many reasons it's just not going to work. Oh. oh, yeah. When I first started coaching, I I was I started my business when I was when I was 22. Well, I should say I was 18 when I started my first like starting doing healing work. But when I was 22 and started my first business, and then I shifted into, I think I'm going to start coaching people about eight years ago. I was like, how do I not heal? And what is a coach do? Like, I was so confused. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with the singles for a little bit and get my footing. And I worked with the clients who had already been coming in. And I asked them, like, is there anything that you'd like to do with me that you haven't seen? And they said, well, you know, when before the session starts, we do that kind of back and forth. Like, I would love to do more of that. I'm like, so coaching. So that's how it just sort of naturally organically evolved with people who I'd already been working with for some t- some of them like five, 10 years. And so when I started to really see people one-on-one, then I could go, okay, I, I can do a group program with maybe like four people. You think you can master the one-on-one. And then when you bring four different people and their dynamics and their life and then how they interact with each other and then that interaction with you, it's like, woo, you are you are holding a whole different space. And I think that's why I caution people when they're first out there of like, just like, it's good to be aspirational or to see somebody else is doing it and how that's really cool. And wouldn't that be cool if I had reoccurring revenue with a membership or whatever it is that you're thinking. But I love what you're saying of like, really just stay in your lane, master your what you're doing and build that confidence. This has been a really fun conversation and we've kind of like bounced around, but I feel like we've we've touched a lot of different topics around, you know, what it is to build a business and some common mistakes that people are making and, you know, how they can utilize their platforms maybe a little bit more strategically or even just realizing that niche for now, like, okay, I can just take that one piece and and run with it. So um, I know people are going to be really excited to hear from you outside of this podcast and connect with you. So what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, um, our website is The Uncaged Life. Um, We have a Facebook group called Uncaged Lifers that you can join. We do, we are on social media. That's over at The Uncaged Life. Come say hi on all those places. We love sending, I love sending voice messages on Instagram. That's one thing I love Instagram for. I'm like, send me a message yes. on Instagram and we can just like voice each other because, you know, it's so much yes. texting in a day. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, those are the best places. I'm kind of hanging out on all of those. We've got a live chat on the website, um, a bunch yeah. of free resources over there too for kind of people getting started who are in this phase of like, how do I niche and what? Do, how do you get the clients and all of that? 
Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And just thank you for sharing such great energy today. It's been awesome getting to know you and hearing from you. Yeah, I had a really good time. And so, you know, we'll be sharing it, of course, on all of our social platforms and we'll be tagging you. So if you guys are listening now or watching on the YouTube channel, so if, if you want to go over to emilyarons.com forward slash YouTube, you can watch this entire episode and just get to know Rebecca a little bit better, get to see our dynamic a little bit better. Always, you can always subscribe over on my YouTube channel or listen wherever your favorite platform is. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your ahas, your breakthroughs. So of course, you know, screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram stories or share it on your, wherever you are, share with a friend, let them know, let me know, let Rebecca know what was really inspiring for you from this episode. What is some sort of action item that you can take from listening to this? And was there anything that you felt like, oh, shit, she just called me out? Oh, my God, that's totally me. <laughs> yes, if that, if that does happen, send me a message on Instagram because I love one thing I always offer to do is to look at other people's Instagram or website, whatever you have up um, and just give you some quick feedback on like, are your foundations clear? So if you're like, shit, did she do I have it? Is it clear? Send it over and I'll take a peek and I'll let you know what I think. Wow, that's very generous of you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's I awesome. do it. All, I do it all the time, and I'm, you know, it's it's not going to be like a whole review of everything you're doing, but it's going to be a quick like yay or nay of like, yep, you're good to go. You can move on to the marketing piece, or like mm, we have some foundational work to do here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so generous. You guys take her up on that. <laughs> send, me, so... send, me, send me the messages on Instagram. I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So anyway, thank you all for being here, for listening. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It was great to chat with you and we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye.